Hello, this is Rory with the Love Chat, and today's topic is why the hell are breakups so painful? Now, this is video number 249. If you have a question you'd like for me to consider featuring on the Love Chat, please write it in a comment below. And if you'd like coaching yourself, just visit my website, thelovechat.net slash coaching, and use the coupon code TLC2020 for 15% off. So, as the topic suggests, today's video is about why relationships are so painful when they're broken apart. And I really want to go into why. Because the more that we can understand what's going on with us when we're going through a breakup, the more we are armed with knowledge, the more empowered we feel, because now we get a decent running idea of why this is happening. And in typical love chat fashion, I of course want to hear from the community, so tell me if there's anything I've left out that you want to add on to this, and I'd love to see it in the comments below. But we'll start off with number one, which is breakups are so painful because rejection truly does breed that obsession. And this quote comes from Tony Robbins, who is a very famous life coach. And he says that rejection breeds obsession, and whatever you resist tends to persist. Let's just call it what it is. We're used to getting what we want, and when we're rejected by something, we cannot stop thinking about it. We have a tendency to focus on that which we do not have control over, and we very rarely focus on that which we do have control over. And once you begin to bridge the gap between those two things, and instead you focus on things that you can control and bring to a point of positive change, aka yourself, and ignore the things that you cannot control, aka your ex, this all gets much easier and you feel much more empowered. But focusing on the things that you cannot control is the quickest way to depression, and I absolutely do not suggest that. Number two is because survival. Look, we have so much knowledge in the way of attachment theory and how anxious or secure or avoidant attachment styles are formed. And we've talked about in the video covering attachment style how important it is to feel safe and secure. Those things are brought into our lives because of our parents. Our parents, or rather caregivers, I should say. And they teach us how to do a whole myriad of things. Eating, walking, how to love. All of those different things are learned from our parents when we're infants. And so if you see, and we know from some of the greatest therapists and psychotherapists of our time, like Freud or Carl Jung, that we see in our romantic partners later in life some of the qualities that we learn to feel safe and secure with from our parents. In other words, imagine if your parents left you in the woods. You'd be freaking out. You'd have a fear of death, and that is known as primal panic. And so then you take and put those two things together. I have a fear of being left in the woods by my parents because as an infant, I have no way to defend myself. I have no teeth. I have no fangs or poison, no form of self-defense. I have no quills to defend me from predators. If my parents leave me, I'll die. That's as simple as that when you're an infant. Now we take that fear and imagine that your partner gives you some of the same feelings of love and protection that your parents did. Then your lover leaves you. It incites some of those fears of primal panic, some of those same anxieties and that feeling of being paralyzed and not being sure what to do and panicking stems from that need for survival. Number three is because it feels like we aren't good enough. It makes us doubt our self-worth. We look at the situation and say, yeah, sure, they told me they loved me, but they left, so I must not be good enough. It must be something about me. There must be some reason I wasn't enough. But what if it had nothing to do with you? 
What if it had to do with the fact that you both had incompatible behaviors and personalities? What if it had to do with the fact that you argued all the time? What if your partner had a very avoidant personality and they just pushed you away whenever you tried to get close and that it had nothing to do with you? But those types of things don't matter when you're being rejected because all we can focus on is the rejection and the reasons that it must have been our fault because that's always the first place our mind goes with anything. You are your own biggest critic and it's a behavior that we need to unteach because it is something that we can change to bring about more positive benefits for ourselves. If you can learn to just get the hell out of your own way, you'll usually find so much more success. Number four is breakups hurt as much as they do because to a degree, we gave up our individuality. In the relationship, we changed. We let go of some friendships. We let go of some hobbies and some behaviors that were supporting us and sustaining us when we were single. Now the other person has walked away for whatever reason. Maybe it was your fault. Maybe it was their fault. Maybe it was a combination of both of your faults, as it almost always is. But when they left, you feel as though half of you walked away. Now, why is that? Well, because when you're, you're in a relationship and you're spending so much intimate time with somebody, you eventually become a bit more like them. It's almost impossible not to do sometimes, especially when you're young and you're still figuring out who you are. And so you take some of their identity and you use that to fill you. And so a lot of the hobbies and behaviors and things like that, perhaps even social groups, artistic interests, different foods, music, all this different sorts of stuff you used to fulfill whatever gaps you might have had in your individuality. So when they leave, it feels as though, A, I gave up a lot of my individuality, but B, some of the individuality I did have just walked out the door. And that's a weird feeling. It feels as though half of you is missing. And I've heard this sentiment time and time again, so let me know in the comments below if this is something that you felt as well. Next on the list is, because we think they're doing just fine without us. This can be one of the most harming things that people feel, because it's just not true. We only think with our eyes. We never think with our brain, with logic, when we're going through a breakup. We know that despite the fact we were in somebody's lives for months to years, we still at the end of the day believe, well, look, I don't see them suffering, and so they must not be. I bet they're out there dating, having fun, even right now during coronavirus, where nobody's really tending to meet anybody. We're still like, yep, doesn't matter. They're doing just fine without me. They don't miss me at all. I don't see it. I don't have any proof of it. They're still posting Instagram pictures of how happy they look, their stories, and they're smiling. And it's so funny because it doesn't matter what the reasons for the breakup were. It doesn't matter how long they've been broken up. Sometimes you talk to people who are just simply convinced that simply because their ex is not crying in front of them must mean that their ex, the dumper, is doing just fine. And it's not true because I coach dumpers as well. And for the dumpies who have gotten their exes back, always ask the dumpers, hey, did you miss me? Were you thinking about me? And they always found out I was on your Facebook page every other day thinking about you. Now, for our purposes here on the Love Chat, that's not what we want. We want to focus on ourselves. We don't care what they're thinking. We don't care what they're feeling. We need to focus on us. This is not a manipulative game. It is about us. I did release a video or two regarding how the dumper is doing, right? The dumper experience. And the reason for that is so that, as I said earlier in this video, you can arm yourself with knowledge. For me personally, the more I'm informed and the more I know how something works, the better I feel. And that's one of the biggest reasons I started the Love Chat.
is because I wanted to know so many answers that I didn't know when I was being broken up with. And some of those answers had to do with mind reading. And of course, for those specific answers, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. We don't engage in mind reading. We don't know. But what we do know is that after a breakup, yes, the dumper does miss you. It's not that simple. This is barring any major abuse or anything like that. Obviously, those are completely different situations. But for 95% of breakups, of course they miss you. Because, number six, our routine has been broken. We miss the dumper, the dumper misses us, and the breakups hurt as much as they do because our routine is broken. The person you're used to going home to every day, the person you're used to having a phone call with every night, the person you're used to texting throughout the day, going on fun dates, heading to different restaurants, that routine has now been broken, and human beings derive structure from routine, and structure makes us feel safe and secure. Consider this. Most of the people who go to work on a daily basis cannot shut their mouth about how they cannot wait for the weekend, they cannot wait until they have a break, they wish they had a break, why can't I have a vacation, blah 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 blah, right? However, now we've been given that very thing. Most of us are not working. Most of us get to work from home and relax and stay in our pajamas and eat junk food and watch movies, spend more time at home with our family. And yet, now that we have that, we cannot wait to go back to our routines and our barbershops and the bar and the club and whatever else it might be. It's so funny to see. And again, obviously, the quarantine is extremely serious, and I recommend everybody take it very seriously. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about you've been given the very thing you complain you never have. Now that you have too much of it, it's shaken up your routine, and now your structure is missing. The obvious solution is get some structure back. Get some routine back. You'll feel much better. Get up at the same time every day. Go to the bed at the same time every day. Put clothes on. Get out of your pajamas. Reintroduce structure into your life, and you will begin to feel much better and much more secure. Number seven, breakups hurt as much as they do because voids were left in our lives. And obviously, we spoke about this one. This kind of relates to the individuality for number four. But determine what voids have been left in your life and fill them to the fullest of your ability. That is your job. If it's artistic, well, maybe learn a new instrument like the piano. If it's social, call up some old friends. Make some new friends. Perhaps it's recreational, in which case you can play a video game. Maybe it's educational. Learn a new skill or a new recipe. There are so many voids that we can fill, and we have so much more power than we realize. And as soon as we do realize this, it all gets much less painful and so much easier. Number eight is because they were all we had going on. In which case, I want you to heavily focus on number seven. Fill those voids. Number nine is because you love them, but you can't have them. In a way, this sort of relates to number one. Rejection breeds obsession. And I suppose the main difference would be that we perceive that they don't love us in the same way that we love them. And folks, I guess I'll be the one to tell you that just because somebody broke up with you doesn't mean it's easy and doesn't mean that they don't love you. Maybe they realized it was the right thing for them at that time. It's not that black and white. It's just not that simple. And finally, we come to number 10. Breakups hurt as much as they do because you complicate your healing. You won't get out of your own way. Stop checking social media. Stop finding out new information about them. There is simply no excuse for this. No amount of mind reading, no amount of checking, no amount of information will ever be enough. 
So understand that, realize that you're feeding an addiction, and then choose to stop. Because this isn't like shooting up heroin, where you can't stop. You can. You are choosing to continue. And if you get your support group behind you, this will become much easier. Do the thing that helps you the most. Focus on yourself. Rely on your support group. And if you don't have a support group, get one. And We'd love to have you on the Discord. It's free, and the link is in the description below. We'd love to have you there. But all in all, you know what you need to do. And the best way to get past this onto the next step of your life, whether you want them back or not, is you decide to. Decide that it's time, and you will be shocked how much easier it gets. That's all I had for today. If you found this video helpful, I'd be very grateful if you'd subscribe and hit like. Please leave a comment below and tell me what you thought of this video and, and what you thought I missed. Why are breakups so painful in your opinion? As always, I hope everybody's doing very well. Stay safe. Don't forget to work on yourself. Until next time.